what's up you guys welcome back to menu tv reviews i am your host moon today we will start covering a new show well it's not new to me but it's a new season it's american horror stories y'all i'm so excited <sighs> it's season 11 episode one titled something's coming what's coming y'all what's coming in the air can you feel it can you feel it um I hope everybody is having a wonderful, wonderful day. Um, hopefully, there will be a good amount of people to follow me on this journey. I love all things spooky so or all things mysterious, so American Horror Stories is one of my faves. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. So, it's 1981. We're on the streets of New York, and a flight crew is getting out of a taxi to enter a hotel. And so, the captain... Um, he comes out in the hallway when one of his flight attendants named Tawny comes out in her teddy. And she's just like, I'm going to go get some ice. What you going to go get? You want to come get this? <laughs> so he was like, oh, the others were looking, you know, looking for you to join us. All right. For a nightcap. And so she was just like, yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to go. I'm just going to stay in because I'm, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Don't you don't you want to come be tired with me? maybe we could sleep in together and he's just like i'm i'm flattered thank you for the offer but reminds her that and he shows her his ring he's married and um she she was just like oh yeah funny how that works she knows a little bit about that herself because she's got a wedding band on too and um, she's just like, oh, I can show you this cool little trick because they come on and off just like that. You see how I pulled it up and I put it back on? <laughs> um, Ma'am, I don't think that's how marriage works, but okay. <laughs> and so he gets nervous and dismisses her very swiftly by telling her that he is don't come off. Good for you, Captain. Good for you. And so... Even though he tells her that, we see otherwise. Because in the very next scene, his ring does come off, all right? He know how to take it off, just not for her. And so, like I said, we see him getting dressed. And he's putting on this leather pleather cop-like outfit. And, um, yeah, so he enters this warehouse. And so, it looks like there's a whole situation just for men going on there that's his thing that's cool it's going down and so he's looking for someone especially for him and we see this other man dressed up in like a biker pleather leather type of outfit with a mask covering his whole face and then we see the officer unzip his well the pilot slash officer unzip his pants it's morning but ain't nobody sleeping in honey ain't nobody slept the night away the police are on the scene investigating the finding of a body, y'all. Who is it? And so they pulled his heart back and revealed this headless corpse. They got an ID? Nope. Just papers about a fruit stand named Brownstone. And so one of the, the detectives makes a joke about what the guy was doing before he was decapitated. And the other one was like, what? And he was like, he was giving head because his head was severed right at the vocal cords y'all oh. <laughs> i think i know where this is headed y'all i think i know what the theme is 
And so back at the lab, we see two scientists and they're checking out this mutation that seems to be multiplying at rapid speed. And so one of the scientists asked the other one, what are some of the symptoms? And so she's just like seizures, skin infection, liver failure, you know, everything. And so the other scientist tells her that they need to go speak to the mayor ASAP because they could have a whole epidemic on their hands if this isn't handled quickly. And so the girl scientist who we find out her name is Hannah. This is, um, gosh, I can't remember her, her real name. Um, but she's played Chanel number five in like Scream Queens and all this stuff like that. I, I'll remember her name in just a minute. And so she was like, yeah, this is a new virus. She's been taking samples from dead deers for the past year since the first one um, that showed symptoms had died around this time the previous year. But they've been finding more and more of these deers with these symptoms recently and so whatever this virus is it's highly contagious and it's mutating too quickly for the deers and their immune system to properly react um and so they're like how are we gonna figure this out because they're on an island um you know how in the world did they get this this disease whatever this is and so she tells them you know the new diseases happen every day which is true and so she tells the mayor that they need to hurry up and start mitigation soon because if we don't figure this out soon not only will it wipe out the entire deer population on the island but the deers are actually just the starter carriers for it and so it can spread to humans if this isn't cleared up pretty quickly i sniff disaster on the horizon do you do you feel it too so we see this guy who i'm going to assume is some type of like waterworks employee or something like that because He's working on a drain pipe that's flooded the street, right? And so he's using his little poker thing to clear the source of the clog. And when he finally does get it to clear, he finds the head of the decapitated victim that they found earlier in the day. And so they must have taken the head to the ME. And the main detective is just like, isn't this the head from the corpse that we found earlier? And she was just like, I don't know, because... It's got all this water damage to it, and the the rats have been gnawing on it. And so she's just like, wait, hold on, there's something in the mouth. And so she opens up the mouth and pulls something out of it, and it looks like this long, like, black sock or something. And so she just assumes that this must have been after he was dead because he still had all of his teeth, which basically indicates that there was no struggle while said object was being stuffed into his mouth. And so she asked him if the gay guys, I'm sorry, y'all, that's what she says, if the gay guys use black handkerchiefs as a signal to each other to let them know, you know, what their preferences are. And he was like, why the fuck you asking me? And so he thanks her and then he leaves. And so we, we see this group of people and, well, this, this group of young ladies. And we see that they're headed to the local newspaper to confront some guy named Gino Borelli about why he's ignoring the gay community despite the paper claiming to be an ally. And so they basically want him to write more pieces regarding women's issues with the lesbian community. But he's just like, look, I'm a gay man, all right? I'm going to write about gay men's issues. And one of the top priorities right now, as far as news goes, about being a gay man is the fact that we are being hunted and killed all over town 
And so Fran, who is one of the ladies in the group, gives him her knife. And so he was like, why are you giving me this? And Because I guess he thought that she was going to try to hurt him or something. And she was like, I ain't going to hurt you. I'm going to give you this as a means of protection. So back to the main detective who we find out. His name is actually Patrick. So back at Patrick's house, he's making some type of beef, uh, beef meal or whatever. Beef and noodles. And so he hears a noise. And in walks the guy from the newspaper, Gino. And so Gino appears to be coming home. So apparently they're a thing. All right. I see it. And so he goes over to greet his man. And might I say, honey, that Patrick, he got a nice butt on him. And that's not really my thing. All right. But he do look good in them jeans. I ain't gonna lie. So Gino, t uh, Gino tells him that his department, uh, that Patrick's department, because he works for the police department, is full of homophobes and that he should quit and do something else that he's actually good at. And Patrick tells him that I'm not really good at anything else. Like being a detective, I'm great at that. That's all I know how to do. That's all I know how to be good at. And so Gino was like, that ain't the only thing you're good at. You know, they're being sweet on each other. And so um, in my head, I'm wondering, do they know what Patrick's preference is? Not that it matters, but do they know that he is a gay man? Um, you know, do they treat him any differently because of his status, like, or what his preference is? I'm just curious. So Patrick goes on to let Gino know that another body has been found making the total three bodies now and so gino is just like what the hell like people need to know about this i need to put this out and patrick was like that's not the deal that me and you agreed upon okay we leave work at work this is personal and so he was like you are you serious right now like this affects our community i can't i've worked too damn hard I came out and had to deal with all the strife of being a gay man in the type of community that I grew up in. I took all of the hits, all of the jabs, you know, all of the jokes, all of that, you know, just coming out and being brave and, you know, enduring that for you to just be sitting here in the shadows and enjoying the benefits, you know, of being with me behind the scenes while people like us are being killed and slaughtered in the community every day. No. I'm not I'm not going to do that anymore. So either you basically come out and figure it out and help me try to solve this situation or we can't be together. And he leaves to go clear his mind because he's obviously got some thinking to do. And so we skip over to a new set of guys. There's two guys in there at home and one of them is trying to get the other to actually get off the couch, get out of the house, go get some fresh air but the guy does not want to go and so sully is the guy that's down in the dumps and he tells adam um no so sully is the the good friend the nice friend is trying to get him out the house and adam is actually the one that's been acting like a bum that's what he says his words not mine for the last six days because some cute guy that you know he went out with that had a cute little accent they parted ways or whatever they just didn't work out and so Sully is like, look, I really need you to come out with me tonight because I'm trying to sell some drugs. Basically, I'm trying to get some money in my pockets. 
and he just wants to be safe. There's safety in numbers. So can you be a really good friend and accompany me tonight so I can be safe while making money? And besides, you can use the fresh air anyway. And so Adam finally agrees to coming out with them. But when they go out, y'all, why Sully lie to that man? <laughs> so when they go out, like I said, he figures out real quick that they're not doing what he said they was going to do. Because when he takes them out, he takes them to like this little hangout spot for guys to meet up and hook up and all this stuff like that. And so Adam is just like, we didn't agree upon this shit. <laughs> and so Sully is like, oh, oh, well, too late. And so Sully already has somebody that he's supposed to be meeting there. And so he goes off with his friend, just like leaving Adam to fend for himself. Like, what? Huh. <sighs> And the guy that he left with looked weird as hell. Like, what the entire fuck? What kind of friend is Sully? <laughs> like, I can, I can only see it now that somebody is not coming back alive, all right? Usually when y'all split up like this, in shows like this, and people are getting killed, somebody ain't coming back. And so, we see that adam has been waiting a really really long time for sully because basically all the other dudes done left all right everybody done went home and so now he's sitting in this park alone and so like i said he's waiting on sully and he's screaming his name but instead instead of getting sully he actually gets the bane looking guy that i had told y'all about that had like the leather pleather outfit on with the mask over his face i'm gonna call him bane guy scary bane he actually gets scary bane. And so he get nervous. I get nervous. What the hell is finna happen? So scary bane starts walking over to him. But Adam takes off. Okay. When I tell y'all he took off like he was black. He took off. Okay. So when he takes off, he starts screaming Sully name. Sully, Sully, where you at? You know, somebody's trying to kill me. So Sully stops what he's doing, okay? He was a bad friend for leaving him, but at least he wasn't a bad friend and just ignored him. He was like, oh, no, 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 that's my roommate. I got to go. And so Sully goes to try to find him, and I'm glad that he isn't dead because I really thought him and the weirdo dude was finna be dead already, all right? I, I just, I knew it was coming. I thought it was coming. And so Sully is running, trying to find Adam, and he falls, and he hurts his knee. And so he's like, oh, shit. So he's looking at his knee, but once he, he gets up and brushing knee off, we see Scary Bane standing behind him, y'all. And so we can only assume that Sully is finna go meet his maker. Because next thing we know, Adam hears him yelling. And so it's the next morning. Adam goes to give a police, you know, a report to the police, and Patrick is actually taking his statement. The irony. And so, Adam is describing Scary Bane, and even though, you know, Patrick takes his statement, it's not really much that he can do right now, because he ain't been missed. They said he ain't been missed for 48 hours. I thought it was 24 hours, but I guess it's 48 um, back in the day, so... He can't really do nothing right now anyway. And so Adam clearly gets upset, and it's rightfully so, because he feels like that the police are just dragging their feet because 
you know, they have a, a certain bias towards the community or whatever. And so he feels like they just dragging their feet because he's gay. And so Patrick was just like, if that if that were the case, like I wouldn't have gotten my shoes dirty earlier today when I went down to go look at this crime scene. And so Adam was just like, oh, so they did find a body. And so Patrick was like, yeah, some of us do care. But like I said, I can't help you right now because your roommate, not because your roommate is gay, but because he's only been missing for 12 hours. And so he tells Adam to come back on Thursday if Sully doesn't reappear by then. And after Adam leaves, he goes to go talk to his chief about investigating Sully's disappearance because he, he just got a bad feeling about it. It's just He just don't think this is going to have a good outcome. But the, the chief, he ain't phased by this, all right? He was like, shit, people die every day. As a matter of fact, you know, that that's a normal weekend in the Bronx. So we really finna stop what we doing to go investigate somebody missing. And so we already know that Patrick is going to have to be solo dolo on trying to get to the bottom of this. So back to Gino. Gino was at the bathhouse, and y'all, it's a lot going on where he at, okay? It's naked men everywhere. They got somebody singing while some naked men is chilling in, in the pool. Like, it's it's a lot of stuff going on at this bathhouse. <laughs> and so he's sitting and having a drink, and he overhears some people talking about Sully being missing and how he's been basically throwing that ass to all the boys, being a drug dealer. And so... The one guy talking to Adam just tries to reassure him that he'll pop back up. You know, don't worry about it. He he probably just out there doing his thing. He'll be, he'll be all right. He'll pop up in just a little bit. And so Adam happens to look at one of the walls covered um, in photos and see Scary Bang, right? And so he asked the bartender if he knows who the guy is. And so the bartender's like, no, nah, I don't know who that is, but I, I know the guy who took that picture. And his name is Theo. And Theo just happens to be hanging in the bathhouse tonight he hanging around there somewhere tonight you just gotta find him it's like where's waldo right now <laughs> and so adam spots him getting out the pool but when he does he sees him walking with another guy and so you just gonna have to postpone that because it don't look like you finna get any type of uh, questions out right now <laughs> he's doing much funner things and so Gino sparks up a conversation with Adam about Sully's disappearance and tells him that he writes for the paper. And so he ends up giving Adam his, his information. So the next day we see Adam go to Theo's house and Theo got all types of people up and through his house. So he's apparently just wrapping up a photo shoot of some sort. And so Theo slides his photo portfolio in Adam's direction and mentions something about his grandmother being a psychic back in Haiti. And he tells Adam that she would always tell him you know, that he was her favorite in the family because he apparently inherited her powers. And so he shows him some type of S&M photo and tells him that while others may have saw this picture is like weird and grotesque, he actually sees the beauty in it. And eventually people started coming around to, to you know, feeling how he felt about the pictures. And when they did, he wasn't really interested in shooting those types of photos anymore. And so now he shoots flowers and water drops to expose the perversion in what others deem is beautiful. And he tells Adam that in order for him to answer any type of question questions about Scary Bane that he may have, he uh, actually needs to 
do a photo shoot for him. And if not, well, you know what a door is. And so as uncomfortable as it may seem, Adam agrees. And so they start the photo shoot. And so he tells he tells them about Sully being missing and he asks him about Scary Bang. And so he tells Adam that he doesn't know him. It's well, he don't call him Scary Bang. He called him something else. But he don't know him by that name. He only knows him as Big Daddy. But he hadn't seen him in years. And he tells him that he can put his clothes back on. The photo shoot is over, okay? You can't be sexy and inquisitive at the same time. That's a turn off. <laughs> you, you, you causing too, too much mental stimulation. You can't do that. You can't be sexy at the same time. <laughs> and so Adam asked him to let him know that if he hears anything, you know, he'll he'll reach back to him because this guy's possibly hurting people and theo tells him that he'll do his best to avoid him all right that's me all day i ain't trying to i ain't trying to get caught up out here and so he's leaving out and as he's leaving out this other guy named sam is coming in and so Samuel was just like who was that because you know he he peeped he peeped at him and all his cuteness all right and so there obviously seems to be a little tension between Theo and Sam. And so then they start arguing about finances and control. So it seems that Sam may be an art curator because he reminds Theo that because of him, he's got a house and a cocaine habit that are fully funded, okay, with no issues to date. All right? So he's his uh, supplier. He's his provider. And so he tells Theo that while his art is selling now, it's only a matter of time before people start realizing that the current work just can't compare it to his old shit, all right? People like the, the S&M stuff. They don't like all this water drop na nature stuff, all right? That's, that's for the birds. You can have all that. Don't nobody like it. And so Theo tells Sam that he can feel something dark is coming. It's on the horizon. But for now, he's going to try to set it aside in his mind so that he can focus on the beauty of the things that he shoots and sam reassures him that he's going to have some new inspiration for theo real soon okay you just hold on to that because i got i got something good coming coming down the pipe just hold on so back to gino and patrick they're still coexisting and patrick breaks down and tells gino that he tried to get an investigation started on the missing dead man um and well all of them that have been turning up but his boss his boss definitely put that on ice all right he ain't interested at all in that and so he wants to flip the roles for a minute and he actually wants to be to interview gino and so he asked gino you know what does a blue handkerchief mean and so gino was like oh you young kids y'all don't know nothing and so gino because the there's an age difference there all right gino is an older man he's refined all right he's seasoned he's a handsome older man too so Gino schools him on the history of the handkerchief thing and tells him what each color means. And so light blue apparently in the, well, light blue in the right pocket means that you like to provide knowledge, aka head, all right? So that means that you like to provide knowledge. The left pocket and it's light blue means that you like to receive it, okay? Gray handkerchiefs mean that you are into bondage and black is for S&M. And so then... He asked him, what does yellow mean? And he was like, ah, never mind. You know what that means. And so he moves on to the next color. 
I don't know what yellow means, but apparently they do. So they ain't going to worry about that. And so then he asked him what dark blue means. And um, Gino is just like, dark blue means anal play. And so he pauses. And Gino can basically infer that one of the guys had a dark blue handkerchief because of how Patrick speci specifically asked for that color. Okay. And the meaning of it. And so then he asked him, has he ever been to Brownstone Bar? And Gino is just like, no. But he knows where it's located. And so then he asked him, does he want to go? And Patrick was like, no, I can't go because I'm technically not supposed to be investigating all of this. But, you know, a, a, a journalist who I just happen to know can go and start nosing around and asking questions. And so, Gino is off to the Brownstone Bar. Meanwhile, back over to Patrick, he done left too. He left the house too. So, he's going to actually go meet with his ex to sign off on the divorce papers. And you can tell that it's super duper uncomfortable, it's awkward, and she's still getting used to his new lifestyle. And they end up having their final conversation of closure, and he apologizes to her for not being honest up front about his true feelings. So back over to Gino. So Gino's at the bar and he goes to talk to a man that wanted a little company and conversation. And so he sent them a drink. So Gino goes over and he wants to talk to him specifically because he's a regular at the bar. And so he sees a lot of things happen there. And so Gino, Gino tells him about the story that he's working on. And the guy, who we find out his name is Henry, responds with great skepticism because... These boys will not start protecting themselves more because of all of this stuff going on. Like, that's not going to happen. And Gino agrees with his comment, but that doesn't mean that there's still not a predator out here lurking these streets. And so as Gino and Henry are conversing, we see Patrick go home. And when he goes home, y'all, he reaches inside the closet and pulls out this box. And in the box are these bullets and like needles with um with like some type of fluid in them so possible tranks like tranquilizers and some s&m stuff and several different colored bandanas and handkerchiefs y'all is patrick scary bang i mean he is kind of built but like we don't really see like the full shape of scary bang we know he got some muscle definition on him too I hope Patrick is not scary Bane. I hope he isn't. And so Henry tells Gino that the guy he's seen him before, or at least someone similar to him, he'll come in about five minutes before it's time to call it a night and choose his victim, right? And so when Gino asks him what the guy looks like, Henry lets him know that he's usually too far gone, drunk, to remember those types of specifics about a man all right he just wants some action he don't really care what they look like at that point but he did notice that he seems to be attracted to men who like my ties and once they leave the building he never sees whoever um scared the guy walks out with for the night and so gino thanks him for his time and then he leaves the bar but as he's leaving the camera pans over to sam because he's at the bar too and he's talking to some guy about a job that he would potentially like to offer him. 
But the young guy tells him, you know, that he's new to this world of acting, that he doesn't really want to do anything to ruin his reputation because your reputation was everything back in the day, all right? Your word and your rep. And so Sam is like, man, do you know who I am? Do you know who Theo is? All right? If you know who both of us are, we can get you anything that you've ever dreamed of. All you got to do is do what we tell you to do. And whatever you want us to do, it's done. And so we see Gino is walking back home. And he starts staggering. Y'all, he done got drugged. And so then they show the camera from his point of view. And like I said, he's he's clearly been drugged to some extent when someone asks him if he's okay. And the guy, you know, grabs his shoulders and he guides him over to the car and puts him in. All the while confirming that someone did indeed drug him. Is Gino the next victim, y'all? Oh I sure hope not. He's been through too much. But he is nosing around, so maybe that might be the reason why. So we see uh, the guy that Sam was talking to decides to actually take him up on his offer. And so when he goes upstairs, because it's like some warehouse or whatever. So when he goes upstairs, Scary Bane is guarding the door. And he lets him in once he tells him that Sam was the one who invited him. So Sam is overseeing Theo's shoot. And he's not feeling all this shyness, all this coy shit. And so he gives the guy some type, he gives him some drugs. He gives him some coke, a little coke to sniff, all right, a little, a little bump. And tells him to get naked. And so the rest of the shoe goes off without a hitch. And then afterwards, Theo asks Sam about Scary Bane's whereabouts and his real name, right? To which Sam replies, he ain't sure. But he heard he was dead. But screw all that. You want you want to go fool around? Like all of this, this camera action, this coke, like is is having an effect on me. It's having a good effect on me. All right, I want to take you to the room and we can go mess around. And Theo was just like, you can go f yourself. All right, he didn't had enough of him tonight. And so we clearly know that there is no love there, because. Yeah, Theo just ain't interested. So I wonder if it's just the money that's keeping him around because clearly Sam is his financier. So back over to Theo and Adam. Theo done done left and went to the bathhouse because him and Adam are sitting down and they're having a drink. And so Theo tells Adam everything that he knows about Big Daddy. And Adam isn't convinced because the guy that he saw looked just like the guy in the pictures. Who knows? Maybe it's a copycat. I'm not sure. I don't know. And so he tells him that the guy who did the shoot is also at the bathhouse and is following the guy into one of the rooms to hook up when he runs into Scary Bane. Adam is getting too close for comfort. I don't want Adam to go too. Okay. Meanwhile, Hannah is with the sheriffs and they're getting rid of all the deers to hopefully slow down the spread of this new disease. Y'all, that was the saddest scene in the episode. They start shooting down all the deers. Ugh. Don't y'all just hate it when y'all see all the deers on the interstate and stuff like that? They just... 
we just killing off all of their stuff, all of the trees, all of their places to live and go lay down, honey. And they just getting, they getting taken out. But that was the saddest scene in the episode. And that's the end of it. That's how the episode ended. So we know that something bad is on the horizon. I'm pretty sure this is. Yeah. I don't know. Who y'all think Scary Bane is? Do you think Patrick is Scary Bane? Do you think it's somebody else that we ain't we ain't been introduced to yet? Who do you think it is? I'm curious. You can reach me at Menu TV Reviews um, on Facebook and Instagram. You can also reach me at My TV Reviews Podcast without an, without the S on the end at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. I'm curious to know. Hopefully, you guys will follow me um, with this new season. Hopefully, I'll like this one because the last one was trash i didn't like the double feature at all and if you disagree we'll just agree to disagree <laughs> i just didn't like it <laughs> but that's all i got for now i really do appreciate all of you guys listening please tell everybody and your mama about me not your not your grandparents yet because i ain't there yet all right it, it'd be some shows that i'd be taking off on so please don't tell them about me just yet okay i'm gonna get there eventually but just let me know what you think. Um, and so we, until we meet over the airwaves again, I am Mo. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.